What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com. Promo code HAM, Middlecoff. Promo code HAM, $20 off first purchase, over $50 free delivery. Now to the pod. Amazing, John. Just what an amazing, not just Sunday, the whole weekend. We talked about a lot last week. It was just hard for us to envision him. It turned out there is a trophy that you raise. I don't know what that is. Is that a little mini butler's cabin? It must. Or like, yeah, maybe the sweet home that that the champ stays in over the week. Because I think certain people, I I would imagine Patrick Reed got complimentary staying somewhere. Right? If you're the champion. You would hope. Like, to me, the best part of, not the best part, there's a million great parts. But like I texted you Sunday, Patrick Reed being a part of this, like there's this, this amazing Tiger Woods ceremony. And there's five people in the room. One of them is Jim Nance. One of them is the president of Augusta National. The dude that took over for Payne. One of them is the guy who's in class today at Oklahoma State as the low that was, amateur. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and the other one's Patrick Reed. Like, these <laughs> are the people in the room. Who actually kind of feels like him and Tiger, I would imagine, at the Ryder Cup, like, hit it off, right? Yeah. Like, that maybe they're a little closer to each other. That that was the, the whole thing, guy. I can you believe it, man? I, I mean, I I really can't. Uh, it was as cool of anything, really, the last couple days. But one of the big stories in Tiger's entire in his career of dominance, like the one kind of pushback, always was. Well, he he's probably the most dominant player, but he's clearly the greatest front runner because in his 14 majors, he had never come from behind. And then he had a couple chances when he kind of came really storming back into our life last year. It's like, oh my God, he's going to win the British Open. I remember I was up at Bandon Dunes for my little brother's bachelor party. We were watching it. And then he didn't get it done. And then the PGA Championship. It's like, fuck, he's going to come back. But Kepka just was too dominant. And then at the tournament that you called, he was in the lead pretty early. I think he led like three of the four days, right? Yeah, like I mean, by, by Saturday, it was like, this is his to lose. Yeah. He was a putting machine, remember? 
Yeah, so it was a little different. Now, that was, he didn't win or lose. It wouldn't have changed that much. But he has, I was reading some shit that, like, that kind of made him believe because it was a unique tournament because there were only 30 people there, but 30 best fucking players in the world. But this one guy, at one point in time on Sunday in the Masters, he was down three shots. He was down like three shots with 12 holes to go. It did. It was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to pull this off. He needed what happened happened. He needed some he needed a Vanderveld moment from, from Molinari who felt like a fucking machine, like the Italian stallion that was just slow and steady. I see a lot of people on Twitter act like he looks like Jimmy G. He's like a little shorter, chubbier Jimmy G. Ah, uh, that's interesting. But it was uh, it was remarkable. It, it was one of the coolest things I've ever watched in my, my sporting life. And I also think my, my one takeaway today, and there, there's a class of a couple people in the media, like, is there a little overreaction? Do you know what that shows? It's one of those that, and it's rare in this day and age, that was just people, it was just about sports. It was just about the game, like the game, the putts, the shots, the championships, the legacy. Like it was pretty just kind of pure. I, I agree with you um, because I know what you're saying. I would say if Tiger had just not won a major in a long time simply because he'd been injured, right, then – I don't think it would quite be what it was. I think yeah, it but was... part part of part of sports are just the stories. Like Jordan's dad dies. He goes well, that's what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's it's. Yeah. A, I, that's why I agree with you because I know what you're saying. Although, I mean a sports story, yeah, that had off the field stuff, but, but it wasn't like it wasn't about like Donald Trump. It wasn't about taxes. It wasn't about like race. It was just about fucking Tiger Woods, and that's what was cool. Yeah, the Tiger Woods story is more than just golf. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But it was like, still it, just it, about Tiger Woods. So. If Tiger Woods had just been an injured golfer, it would not have been the same yesterday, right? It, it was I, – I don't – the part that's interesting to me, one of the things that's kind of interesting to me is that his addiction to prescription meds kind of gets underplayed because he was involved in so much stuff that we just say all the off-course issues. And I, do, I don't think that's people hiding from it necessarily every time you hear it like that. It's just a lot of – that encompasses a lot of stuff. But I do think specifically – this guy had a mugshot and a mumbling message and a mumbling... Well, the mumbling message was old. A mumbling conversation with the police. This was really recent. Um, and then on top of that, the five back issue, the, the back surgeries, which I think in part lead to the prescription medication use. I mean, but things were... Emo- forget about physically low. Um, I don't know. Five back surgeries, I don't... You know, people don't come back from that. But the emotional guy, stuff you he had to overcome. Yeah, he tore his Achilles and had to have reconstruction knee surgery yeah. on top of This is stuff. why you just say all the stuff, because there's so much stuff. You'd spend 10 minutes like going through every category. His, his injuries are like legit 35-year-old former defensive end, 18-year career guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Like well, his, his, his golf injuries are not just, you know, Jason Day, vertigo, and I think his back gets tight. But you don't feel like he's mean Joe Green walking around with a limp. Like it, the one thing you got to take a step back. I started doing this last night. Like Jack still shows up. You know when they do the inaugural. Since Arnold died, it's just it's just Jack and uh, and Gary Player. And Jack, you know, has got to be I don't eighty years old. I mean, late seventies, eighty. I mean, Gary's old too, but he's one of those workout freaks. Yeah, Jack was like off bone fishing. Is that what it was yeah, this weekend? Is, is Tiger at eighty years old going to be able to do that? 
Like, there's a, don't you think there's a chance by the time he gets 70, he, like, he can't play golf anymore? Because he's going to have – there's going to be some – right? there's just going to be – Well, I, I'm with you. I love – I wish – I would love to see the uh, the flight tracker on the ceremonial opening tee shots from Jack and Gary. Jack's was bad. I think Gary's was down the pipe. Jack made a motion like it wasn't good, but you never know. Like, people are like, oh! like I don't know. Where did that go? Um, but, yeah, I, I would – I I, I I would was, be. I, I still. Th- I still. I'll say this, John. I still think when we talk about what's next for Tiger, we still have to say if, as long as he stays healthy, one hundred percent. And that's that's a huge elephant in the room with him. I think we can get into kind of like moving forward. This is pretty sweet. Like, I, I do feel pretty confident that we're going to get a couple years of like. It's not crazy if I told you, guy, he wins three majors in the next two and a half years. Right. Right. That right. that's. I'm not expecting this to be an eight year run here. But I am all in. Can't wait. Because, like, this year, the PGA Championship's next. I was like, oh, when's the U.S. Open? Well, remember, they used, moved the PGA Championship up. Right. This could be one of the coolest golf seasons ever. The season ends a month earlier this year. Yeah, because it, they end it by football. They're just going all in, and they got the guy they need. It's I, too I saw, bad that this isn't a Ryder Cup year. But he's never been a great Ryder Cup player. Well, he's going to be the, the President's Cup, like, playing captain, you know? Yeah, to, to me, just... The majors kind of feel back now, like they they just really matter. And, and I was thinking last night when I was uh, on a little ease.com promo code ham that it just getting deep thought about the whole thing. The one thing that Tiger, even Michael, like Michael, he hit the shot as a freshman, right in 1982. But it was different back then. There was you know Dr. J and Larry and Magic. It took him a while, like probably till the mid, you know, 86, 87, his, even his first couple of years in the NBA for him just to become this thing. Did you watch it all, the Michael Jackson uh, documentary? I have not, no. I've heard many things. It, it's it's a hard thing to watch. But sometimes if you're just on YouTube, you'll just, I have a couple times get lost in Michael Jackson. You're like, God damn, this guy was so goddamn good at music. But he was in everyone's life. If you're like 60 years old, when you were like 10 years old. So you just took off on this life with him. And like Tiger, even more than Michael, kind of closer to LeBron, but Tiger is much more in common with Michael. We've been on this ride. Yet unlike, he's not a musician, and he's not a basketball player, something that most people know. He's a, in this niche sport that created this, knocked down all these racial barriers, knocked down all these... It's not most just the average guy does not play golf, whatever color you are, because it's kind of always known as a elitist sport. Well, this was this poor guy. The dad was a Marine that created this machine that then dominated. And we all just took off on it. And he made everyone care. And then he changed the clothing world. Like if you go into an office now of like business casual, what are most people wearing? Slacks and the Nike polo. Now, maybe Under Armour, maybe Peter Millar, maybe some other style. But they kind of created the shirt that basically every working class guy from like 34 to 60 wears to work every day. And then he just disappeared from our life. But his fame when he disappeared and went through all the shit from his wife to the DUI to the injuries, his fame was gigantic. And his fame became so gigantic in this world before the social media. Like LeBron's life is all based like his fame. Now he's really good and he's one of the best players ever. But he's a product of social media. Like Tiger, Michael Jackson, MJ. I mean, I'm probably missing – I mean, there's countless people. But just their fame was so strong 
They didn't need fucking Twitter or Facebook. Like, Tiger was a massive deal in, like, the late 90s. Like, if this was 1997 all over again and this story had happened, you, me, and every other young guy that loves sports would be like, I was thinking, like, I'd be itching for that Sports Illustrated article to come. I couldn't wait to whoever wrote it. Like, just, you'd be glued to it. You'd open your Sports Illustrated, you go, boom, right to the Tiger article. Because it'd be, like, four or five pages. And it would be incredible. Rick Riley, whoever would be asked to write it would i mean it'd be that you already know what the cover would look like right it'd be tiger going like this the comeback just the world's changed you know and it's just he's we kind of changed with it with him but without him yet we held out hope and it was one like i I noticed this yesterday guy and i kind of got emotional and i think you can kind of relate to this too people always think like oh you're a niner guy no I, i i really don't get emotionally moved by anything anymore when it comes to sports and it kind of sucks, you know, it's just kind of does. Cause at my core, why I got into this. Cause not because of like, I wanted to like make takes about race with sport. Like, I, I hate that shit. I just want to talk about sports. And now it's like people, people get on you about, you know, you don't like this team. You don't like this team. You're too negative, whatever. Like that was just a sports story where everyone kind of had the same take and it was kind of cool. And we we're all rooting for the same guy. And it was like, I was rooting for something that I've been talking about since I was in like, elementary school or junior high well if you if if we did a poll of what's been the most i kind of felt young again and that i don't get to feel that much anymore the um the national championship game this year made me feel made me yell out i don't yell at the tv ever now part of that depends on are you gambling on a game or not but gambling aside when are you like emotionally yeah i would say take the money out and just go like i get a lot of just People on my Three and Out podcast, just random fans from all over the world. Like, hey, I listen to you in Australia. Hey, I listen to you in the UK. I'm a huge Titans fan. And that really, like, that team, just because if you grew up on them, or the Bengals or the Jets, like Derek E. Ray, our boy that runs the recruiting for the fucking Oregon State Beavers, tweeted, he's like, he just did a tweet, wife, why are you, why do you always get so mad during the NHL playoffs? And I know Derek, he's a diehard Sharks guy. And there's like certain teams, the people just mean a lot. And that's kind of what Tiger's like. And I don't have that in my life at all, despite doing this for a living, beside really him now. And I miss that. Crazy thing is, in his prime, you never had the frustration. Like he was winning over 40% of the tournaments. Like Jack won 12% of his tournaments, right? Tiger was so outrageously dominant. Um, that you never had the front, you never had the lows really with him until he took himself out of competition, basically. Uh, to me, he just, that's he just, incredible. he, he kind of just transcended society. Yeah. You know, I mean, 20 he's, years ago. he's not a sports star. He's just a star. Um, and part of the reason for that is specifically, I think the salacious nature of his first scandal, uh, that put him I mean, he was already a big star, but those things were so mainstream that it became, you know, the butt of every joke. You think about all the people watching, all of us watching, all the people in the the gallery, like all the people that at one point or another have been like, Tiger, you know, not just he's done, but just like, what, this is insane, you know? And everybody came back. Maybe not everybody, but I think almost everybody came back because it wasn't just about showering Tiger with praise. To me, one of the best things that I've ever seen a live sports telecast do happened yesterday. 
when they crossfaded from the image of Tiger hugging his dad to the image of Tiger hugging his son. When they went that because you can tell it's like the same spot. The hug is the same, and the difference is the person he's hugging just show, slow, slowly shrinks, goes from his father to a child. And even though Tiger looks bigger now, it still looks like like Tiger because his teeth, his smile, his face, he looks the same, right? He just his he's bigger, his body's different, but his face is the same. When they did that, what, what I thought was that's the kind of thing you see in like a thirty for thirty like a production that's taken a year to, and then someone's like, there's 19 people in a room. And they're like, why don't we here? We'll do the music and then we'll fade from his dad to his kid. And I'm sure maybe they planned for that. Maybe, but you don't know he's going to hug his kid like that in the same spot. Like the fact that they did that, that's when I like, I teared up for sure because it was just one of them. I couldn't believe I cried more than tiger did John yesterday. Well, Tiger didn't really cry that. Tiger held his shit together pretty well. I thought for sure he was going to cry when Nance seemed like he was going to break down after. Well, because Nance Kevin. tried to get Nance tried to get him to cry bad. Well, I think I, what I think happened there. I've, I now Nance has such a good awareness. It wouldn't shock me if the producers were like, "Jim, we've got this video. Let's ask Tiger about the video." But then Tiger didn't cry. It was incredible. Yeah. Who's uh, the guy that used to make everyone cry? Roy Firestone. Yeah. I don't think he could have made Tiger cry yesterday. At least not like Tiger was just so it, it was that's whatever. What made whatever. Awesome. Do you agree? Whatever Tiger wins from here on out. And he's now like the favorite to win the PJ championship and the U S open right tied with Dustin Johnson, who's sneaky, really good. You know what I mean? God damn. Dustin and Kevka are machines. Uh, also shows you just like, and I, I'm a golf guy. I mean, honestly, I might just the purity of the PJ tour, just like an elite golf tournament might like more than any other sport. And it's just I, that's just me personally. Uh, again, my my scale of liking stuff is a little. I mean, I, I watched eight NBA basketball games this weekend. Uh, well, I actually turned the Detroit one off yesterday about halftime. But you realize that like Rory, none of these guys. They'll. I mean, there's he ain't coming again. Like LeBron, there may be another LeBron, or you know, because we see it in the other sports. Like there'll be another Brady, like another great player eventually. Hell, it might be Mahomes. Like this Tigers, a, a one off. You know, just it's just an all-time unique scenario. But, like, let's say he wins the U.S. Open this year. Let's say he won the Grand Slam, won every fucking major guy. I, I don't even think, like, what we experienced yesterday, because it's the first, it was under, because it, it was Augusta. I, I think that, like, if he, if his career ended tomorrow and we never see him again, like, it was all kind of worth it. Like, just that. Yeah, I'm not, I, I want him to win more. I want him to pass Jack. But just moving forward, now he's kind of going to be expected to win. We'll all believe. Be like, yeah, you're, you're betting against him in the U.S. Open? Good luck. Remember, it's kind of like he used to. Because clearly, the other guys hit it just as far. Hell, Finau is driving it farther. He's just smarter. He's got a little, like, he's kind of Brady-ish. Like, he just, he just knows more than you. Like, you are at a disadvantage playing him. Whether you're faster, whether you're stronger, it doesn't whether it's fucking raining. It doesn't matter. He's got an advantage over you as long as he's healthy now. Because he had an advantage over them all yesterday. The crowds are pulling for him. Even DJ's like, let's call it what it is. There's a different reaction when Dustin Johnson kind of went third person, but he was just trying to make a point. When when Dustin Johnson does something and when Tiger does something, I could feel it out there. And Dustin, kind of one of the more popular players just in golf the last couple of years, just huge guys, just dominant, been the number one player in the world. I mean, Kepka's won like three major. Now, Kepka's not even anywhere near Dustin Johnson, but he's just in a different stratosphere. 
And I, I think that yesterday was just this culmination of everyone's kind of been wanting him to come back. You know, you can say it's America. We root for the, the highs and the lows. But I, I think it's different because, like, LeBron comes back. And like, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think there's – we've been with Tiger, it feels like, since he was 10. Five, we've been with, seven. We've been, we've how, been with, how old was he when he went on the uh, – he, he, he was two. Um, I, uh, I think the thing that's interesting moving forward is I do feel like he's getting a little stronger. Um, I could don't he, mean could physically. He, could, could he surpass Michael just in sports importance if he goes on a run here for the next three or four years and wins, like, let's say he ends up with, like, his career ends, he has 21 majors, and he has the second half yeah, comeback. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I think what makes him different than Michael is that he broke into a tra- just like a such a starch white sport, you know? And Yeah, so you think it's fair it to say down. He, he could end up bigger than Michael because I put Michael at the top of just important athlete of my lifetime. Yeah, I, my answer is I don't know. Yes, I, I guess. I mean, I don't – to me, they're just tier ones and there's no higher tier than the tier they're on is kind of how I look at it. You know what I mean? Is it safe to say there's no one even in their category? Just yeah, LeBron, LeBron's not in that category. To me, LeBron's, LeBron's Shaq. He's I think LeBron's bigger than Shaq. I think I'm just I'm sure. just saying I'd probably put him in the same tier. I might put LeBron. him kind of in his own because to me he's at the top if it wasn't for like Tiger and Michael. But it shows you like they, I don't even think he can ever get into their world. Impressive, by the way, that Mike was like like think of these. Shaq is a weird name. Tiger's a weird name. Like if his name was Gary, like it'd be like oh Gary the Greats, Tiger, Gary, Shaq. But well, Mike, I just Mike show, made I just it. Think it shows just you Mike. Mike was so was so good. <laughs> Um, but here's the thing now, I, I think, and it goes back to the thing that you said on the last podcast, um, that Justin Thomas had said like, yeah, Tiger is open with us today, but he's not quite as open as he was when he came back. Like when he came back, maybe Tiger didn't quite believe that he'd get to this point. And so he was really open sharing stuff with guys and that he's gotten a little less of a sharer lately. Cause he's starting to realize like, wait a second. I'm competing against these guys. Like, truly, I am on their level again. Like, I can win. I don't want to help them too much. So, I I do think he's kind of getting stronger. I mean, he did do a, something for the first time this weekend, which was win a tournament that he was not tied or leading going into Sunday. Um, and I think the difference, too, with him, when you really think about the guys he's competing against, obviously, you got Phil, and there are a few guys, like, Poulter maybe is going to be in the mix or Rose. six of the top guys, six of the top eight in this tournament were major winners. So he was going up against guys that had won majors. Right. But I'm not talking about age. And I think at 43, Oh, you're just saying the age of a lot of these guys are like 34 and under. Yeah. And so what that is like, I know tiger missed a big chunk of time. So I don't think it's less, less tread on less tread on the tires. Well, no, where I'm going, John is I think his experience level, like he's just, played a lot of these courses in the like he has been in contention on Sunday on the back nine at the Masters so many times but it is but to me even before that he was bred for that moment like that's what Earl and him practiced the whole time right right Earl so, so like that's I'm, what he, he practiced it, but now he, he I'm just here's my point I don't think he's intimidating guy like I don't think he intimidated guy like Francesco yesterday I don't think it was about that necessarily Though the crowds are like, how can you ignore crowds? I just think he knows how to play the biggest moments 
in these spots better than most of these guys. And I just think, like when you say Pebble, why don't I think he's going to win the Masters next year if he's healthy? Like, I just think he's one of these, like, the more he wins it, the stronger he gets. The more he wins, I do think there is this element, the stronger he's going to get here for a couple-year period, the more he believes in himself. Because he that is If I ask you right now, does he win another major this year? Yes, I think he does. <laughs> See? It shows yeah. you the power of him. We were like, I don't know if I can pick him to win the Masters. Now it's like, could he win three of the four? But again, I just watched him, and I watched all these guys fade, and I heard Hank Haney made the point, like, it's not just, like, usually in all these tournaments, somebody fades. Like, there usually is six guys in the mix on Sunday, and then one guy emerges. And sometimes Tiger wasn't in the mix, and it wasn't because of Tiger that those other guys faded. Tiger's just going to be mentally stronger. I, I'm with you there. But I also just think he just know he has played the biggest courses on the biggest moments so many times. He has that advantage. I, I read a quote yesterday from and Joey. Won, and he's, won, he's gone through it and won those tournaments that he's been in. I, I read a quote from Joey LaCava. He thought, and he's like, having just watched him from that as an outsider 20 years ago and seeing what he's like now, just the maturity of a human. Like, if you noticed this weekend... He doesn't go into, like, MF and Tiger. You know how he used to do that? Slamming clubs, screaming fuck. They used to drive the old-school golf guy nuts back when he was in this peak. He'll, he hides that now. He signs autographs. I mean, these are basic things, but he was basically like Barry Bonds back in the day. Royal dick to everyone. The player, he didn't have any friends on tour except Mark O'Mara, who was, like, 15 years older than him. It's kind of weird. Now, like, him and Justin, or him and Ricky, like, these guys like him. Like they probably Bernhard, texted him. Bernhard Langer waiting for him at the end of that line yesterday. Well, Ian O'Connor he wrote a really good article on ESPN, and he must have got with Bernhard, and he's like, you know, I'm up there with like four other guys in our green jackets because I think they wait for you after. And he's like, we need to go down. So he, he's like, usually we just wait, you know, till after Butler Cabin or whatever to go out there, but we're up there having drinks watching it. That's why the line of like four guys with green jackets were down there because like we need to go down there. Like they were kind of separate from that just little – group of like Bubba's and even though Bubba's right. a former winner, but those guys were just kind of hanging. I was like, Phil, did you really need to run to the jet? You couldn't have waited to. And I get it. They got a little per, you know, I don't think Phil has any problem with them, but they're like, Hey Phil, if it wasn't for tiger, you wouldn't have just got $9 million on Thanksgiving. Like tiger, I, I think would have deserved a thank you from you, but I'm not going to not take a shot at Phil, but yeah, it was just, it was absolutely remarkable, and it's just the power of Tiger. I just we're never going to see anything quite like that again. Just the, he, I mean, he willed it, and then he, but he also was playing really well. But he also benefited from them kind of crumbling, and part of them crumbling was him. He outthought him. To me, it's very like to me when you describe Jordan, and still to this day, and there's a generation of kids now that have never watched him. And I think Kobe kind of had this, but to me, Jordan was a little different because it, it wasn't as selfish. It was like, we're going to win. Kobe was like, we're going to win, but on my time, kind of. Where Michael was like, we're just, I, I, we're fucking winning. Yeah, we need to stack these up. Yeah, we're, we're just going to win. But even like in a, in a game, like it's not about like, I, if I got to pass to Steve to make, like I'll do whatever I got to do. We're going to win. Tiger, the will to win. And I think Tom really has that now. Like there was a great photo of Tom. Like on Thursday or Friday, it was clearly the first time he'd thrown since the Super Bowl, grabbed his helmet, and he made a joke on Instagram, sneaky flex. It still had the confetti from the Super Bowl in there. Mm -hmm. 
But just like Tom Brady is 42 years old. I mean, literally can't accomplish anything more. Like Tiger, what does he have to? There's no money. Like it's just about winning and the grind. And that's always what Michael felt like. And that's why I think people are kind of hard on LeBron, like this true purist. Because like LeBron likes the other, like in two, three years when LeBron's even way more richer than he is now, is he truly going to give a shit? Now, I wouldn't say he won't. But to me, the drive of like of Tiger and Michael and even Tom are a little different than LeBron because the main thing always stays the main thing. LeBron says that, but it's not always true. With those guys, like Tiger has always just wanted to win. That's he want. He didn't want the. I mean, the money and all that stuff. He he likes it. I'm not saying he doesn't, but the number one goal has and will always be for him winning. Now right. there's, you know, family stuff. He's just matured as a guy. But I think, and it's just different. Like his this relationship he has with his caddy now. Like him and Stevie always felt like. It was a true, true business relationship. Like, they were there to win. Stevie would do – like, you fuck with Tiger, he had Tiger's back and would light you up. They were just two dicks operating well together. It never felt like they were that tight. Like, him and LaCava feel – like, he likes them. They're, they're, part of that story of Ian O'Connor's was after hole six, Tiger fell three behind. LaCava lit him up. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And Tiger kind of shook his head and, like, went into the bathroom, cussed himself out. LaCava was telling Ian O'Connor this, and he came out kind of refocused. But back in the day, he might have been swearing around the fan. Like, he's just matured. And that's what LaCava, like, he's just a, he's a matured man. He matured later in life than many, right? I mean, it happened to him, like, in his late 30s, early 40s. But it's Yeah, kind of I mean, cool his life, yeah, his life is pretty different. Um, I think there can't be too many people happier than the security guard that almost broke Tiger's ankle. That was the moment to me. I did not see it live. I wish I had. I didn't either. Okay. That was incredible. That guy running in to try and make a block, sliding down. And Tiger do it like classic golfer. I shouldn't say classic golfer. It was like a basketball player, right? You just never have that level of contact. And so you just Tiger like hopped like 17 times because you don't know the difference. You never get hit. You don't know the difference between a little tweak and, a, and an ACL pop. Although, Turns actually, out, he does I, know I, the difference. I, 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 yeah, Tiger does, Tiger played it up a little. And I think he scared everyone. Like, oh, my God. And Tiger, Tiger just tearing well, Achilles you or just something? Imagine that Tiger still didn't get hurt but went down, like had been knocked down, and laid, you know, just kind of like, ah, oh, grabbed his ankle. That would have looked a million times worse than it did, even if he had popped up and been fine. Was that security guard removed from the premises right there? I hope so. It way, like, I know you got a job to do, but, dude, like, you're not in control of your body. And I know you slipped, but you well, got it, it was up. It was wet. I know. Wear cleats. He, guy, he had, he had grass stains, if you go back and watch the replay, on him. He had already slipped other places. Like, mm. hey, buddy, they, they're not signing you to a five-year master security guard security contract here. Craig. Yeah, let's just the, – the fans t- – we all know the drill here. This isn't fucking the waste management open here. Let's just – let's pump the brakes there, uh, Skippy, because you're right. I mean that – let's say – let's go worst-case scenario. Security guard takes out Tiger, breaks his ankle. Like Tiger's laying there on the ground. Yeah. Is that a crazier story than what we just witnessed yesterday? Yeah, well – yeah, I mean, the only thing that would have made it crazier is if it had been a severe ankle injury. What day was that? Was that Saturday or Friday? It was It was Saturday. Saturday. If Tiger had somehow continued, 
Like if he had been, if it had been like a severe sprain, just something, you know. And Tiger had, if Tiger had won it in a boot. But outside of that, yeah, if Tiger had been knocked out of the tournament, and like he, you know, then he would have been knocked out of Pebble. Like he wouldn't have. <clears throat> yeah, it would have ruined the season. You could argue. Well, that but that would have been worse. He kind of limped it off did. and kind of looked like it had a torn Achilles, but he never looked at the guy and screamed at him. He his focus just. Kind of shook it off, you know, like a pickup basketball ankle sprain. Shook it off, shook it off, and just kept on moving. That that's where, if you look back, you're like, God damn, this guy was this guy was pretty locked in. Because old Tiger feels like Stevie may grab a wedge, might hit the guy, and if he hit the guy, would anyone have really complained? Like literally, just ankled him, you know, just blasted him in the kneecap with like a wedge. And I, Stevie ain't getting in any trouble. Stevie would have done something. I, I just think him and Lacava. We had one goal in mind, and that was to fucking win this thing. And they had some highs, they had some lows, but they're focused. I mean, it, that's what's sweet. Like the one thing Tiger has, that to me that Michael has, that Brady has, and I, I'm not gonna say this guy doesn't have it because he's shown it to me a time. Like LeBron does have flashes of it, I, yeah. and I think that's why he's held, why he's so highly criticized. Because we're like, God, LeBron, if you could just lock in the whole time. This thing would be a wrap. Like last year in game one of the finals. It was like arguably the best game we've ever seen. It was like 50, 20, and 15. He's like single-handedly beating this Warriors. Like, what the who the fuck has this thing in the bag? And Tiger has things in the bag like LeBron, like Michael. But he, when he gets this laser focus, it was awesome. I mean, it was just it, – it was sweet. Because he didn't really have his A game, but he had moments of it. He just kind of willed his way to victory against – it wasn't like, you know, he beat this amateur was balling and Cantley. It was like Dustin Kepka. He's playing with Molinari, who just took him down in the British Open and feels like Molinari's having the best year and a half of any guy in the world. I don't yeah. know what he's ranked, but it feels like if you're just like, if you had to put a million dollars on just one guy to just win you a day, like, well, I don't, you probably couldn't go wrong right now with Molinari. Finau. You know, it's probably not as, I mean, he's not as accomplished as those guys, but if, you're, if you've just been watching golf like this last year, he's kind of all over the map. Like, you're just like, God, who is this guy? It's cousin Jabari Parker. He's like friends with all the Samoans, like the Helodes. They're all kind of intertwined. You read his backstory, like, he went to Vegas at 17. Some dude sponsored him in like this million dollar tournament. He's just this prodigy. Was a legit was, basketball player. Yeah, was going to go play like Pepperdine, but he's like, just take the money, went pro at 17. Kind of looks a little like Tiger. Like, just looks different than every guy on tour. Hitting it past Tiger. But then even you could feel him, like, the weight of Tiger just kind of crushed him. But he didn't totally. It's not like they shot 78. He Would he still finish, like, tied for fifth? To me, what benefited Tiger a lot yesterday is because of the weather, they had to go the threesomes. So we got an extra guy in his group to kind of take out. Right, right. He got two guys to kind of wipe out, and then Dustin and DJ just missed a couple putts down the stretch. Well, and I think even more fundamentally, he got to see what they were doing. Like, instead of playing in the group ahead of Molinari, there was – what hole was that Molinari went in the water? On, he got to hit before Tiger did. Tiger saw it, right? On 12, yeah. Yeah, on 12. Tiger saw it. So I just think, like, in a basic strategy – this is the thing where you don't – everyone else always knows what you're doing. Like, that would have been a challenge for Molinari well, to hear well, the roars coming from ahead of him. And so maybe that would have affected how he played. One of the golf guys on Twitter said, if this hadn't have been this weather delay, Tiger would not have been in the last group. 
That's what I'm saying. He would have been ahead of Molinari. Yeah, he, exactly. He would have been in the second to last group. So, so he wouldn't have seen Molinari go in the water on 12. Is it fair to say that Molinari probably wins it if he's not playing with Tiger? Because it feels like he was just the hottest know, golfer in the world. It's tough. I, th- I don't know. But I do think Tiger could play off Molinari, the guy he yeah. really need to beat. For sure. So if Tiger can't really, you're kind of guessing what he's doing behind you. It's yeah. it's different. Yeah, I, yeah. I think him seeing him. I, I'm just saying. I, I, th- I'm not saying I, he I doesn't win it, but I, I I think there's a, at, at least like it turns out there was like a 90% chance Tiger was going to win it if he got to play with Molinari. To me, it goes like 50-50. If Molinari, who guy, he'd been playing the best golf in the world for like six months. I know. I thought he was. He looked good yesterday morning. He looked good on Sunday. That's the crazy. That's the other part, right? I know. And I keep saying, I said this on Twitter. He did not lose the tournament on 12, though it kind of fell apart for him. He lost on 15 because he was tied with Tiger. Now I get he had a three-shot lead. I think going into 12, he only had a two-shot lead. He hit us in the water, but he wasn't alone. Fino hit in the water. Kepka hit in the water, and Dustin hit in the water. So four of the top six guys hit it in the fucking water. Yeah. And T- Tiger benefited clearly from watching Molinari well, and just know, going, I'm going middle green here. You know what? I didn't know. I didn't know that Sir Nick Faldo, of his three masters, the two of them were like, one was Norman, and the was the other one Vandeveld? The Vanderveld one was British. I don't think it was. There was, I guess, someone was telling me I didn't. See, I think I, it was was it Larry Mize, maybe. Yeah, it, it was, was someone it, basically. Yeah. It, I don't know my golf history well enough, but that like one was definitely Norman, and that the I, other one was a major collapse by somebody I, as well. Yeah, the, the Norman one was clearly just the most famous one because Norman had a five shot lead or whatever going into Sunday. He never won a major. But yeah, the the other two, it wasn't like he just beat Joe Schmo. I guess one of them was like a straight up win, but two of them. Oh, you're right. Vanneveld was Carnoustie, so that was the Open. Did Faldo win that one? Uh, that I don't know. I what I was talking about was specifically Masters. Yeah, Vanderbilt was never in the Masters, at least in my lifetime. But it was no, no. no. The, I'm saying the three Masters that Faldo won. So I don't. Yeah. I don't. Think the, what what was the normal one? Like '96. The Norman one was an all-time collapse. <laughs> that was. I would say the Norman one was way worse than Molinari in the collapse. In the yeah, sense, yeah, I don't even put him in the same breath. Yeah, because Molinari, thing, because part of it with Norman, right? Part of it is like if you haven't won majors, those hurt. Like losing the major, like he just he doesn't have it in him. Like once you've won one, it's like all right, he's got it in him. Well, it's like Phil went from when we were high school, early college, like this guy's a mental midget. Now he's got three masters. He doesn't just have a master. He's got multiple. How great was that video Sunday morning? Was that su- or Saturday morning? I guess. A Phil was pretty sweet. He actually, at one point in time yesterday, Faldo was like, he had a chance to be eight under after six today, and then he had a bunch of easy holes, and he just couldn't get his putter going. But he wasn't terrible. I think he finished at six under. Like, Phil had a solid week. You know, it's really just give or take, are you going to make a couple 10 or 11 footers? Tiger hit a couple bombs on Saturday, and yesterday he just, I mean, he almost hit a hole in one on hole 16. That was incredible. My heart dropped because like, at, at one point in time when it's rolling, you're like, "This is going in." That would have been, would that of not wiped out, but taken out the Nike chip, a hole in one on that hole to win. Basically, he would have locked up the Masters right there. That would have been nuts. I don't think you can take out the chip, but it would have been nuts. The chip is still just to me the ball sitting right there on the hole. You know, the whole thing. I 
I um I think the you know one other thing is what if he had to make the first putt to win it instead of knowing that he could two putt it on 18. Well, I, I he told Ronaldo after he would have hit a different club. He he would not have played the hole the same way. He hit a three wood off the tee to kind of not lay up but just be super safe. Right. He, he would have attacked and then his second shot, he said he hit shitty. But he would attack because he said the last time he won against Chris DeMarco, he had a two-shot lead and he finished bogey-bogey. So he's just like, I I knew I had a two-shot lead. I knew I just – I played the hole for bogey. Yeah. So the the his two wins have been really similar, right? Atlanta was the same deal. Like I think that one – he was in the sand, remember? But that was a par Did five. Did he have a two-shot lead going into 18 on yeah, that at, Yeah, it was too. And he had – and he like ends up in the – he had a – that was a – like a par five 18 was a par five and he was in pretty good shape um but remember justin rose ended up making a putt to win well i guess he didn't win the fedex cup he won something you i do think if he had a one right, what was it lead? that justin rose won you don't get the fedex cup you had to win the tour he might have won the week before maybe he won the fedex cup oh that's what it was and yeah. he just had won more, the tour he championship just, yeah. he just had the most points so if Tiger won it, so but anyway, gonna, the reason I ask about that putt is just like we haven't. That's what I'm waiting for, right? Is the shot where Tiger has to make a shot, and maybe it won't happen. Maybe it'll just be always. But it, but a couple did really with on this to me on 15 and 16 yesterday for sure. But you don't know. But that. yeah, not on 18. Yeah, it you wasn't like you know the famous I, and he basically said his kids viewed him as a YouTube highlight because the one against Rocco in 08 when he goes like this. And he hits the, the putt uh, like a 15-footer to force 18 holes the next day. Yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't feel as confident in him doing that now. He's not quite as invincible doing that shit now. Just because he's not quite as good. But he's still, to me, where he's invincible. The crowd is even more powerful now. I think the crowd's even more on the side than he'll ever be. And I don't know if there's an intimidation factor, but there is a little... God, is this motherfucker back? <laughs> You know, it's not like I don't think DJ looks at him just like Kevin Durant doesn't look at LeBron anymore. Like I'm not better than this guy because I think if you ask DJ or Capco, like I can play with this guy. But when you're on 15 at a major and Tiger's next to you, with you, or behind you, you do feel the immensity of it, and you know, like that's Tiger Woods. At the end of the day, LeBron definitely doesn't have that. I do think Michael had that with a lot of the players, right? His contemporary, same age, and then all the guys younger than him. Like, to me, definitely, like, the Justins, the Jordans, the Rickies have that. DJ and Kepka might just be kind of dumb enough and meatheady enough mm-hmm. that it doesn't phase them as much. But they know. I mean, the crowd's not on their side. I find it funny, too, that a lot of these guys, like, his two guys that he played with yesterday, they're Nike guys, right? Molinari and Finau. That's the only – when you're a Nike guy, it's the only thing on you, right? Just the swoosh. That's it. And yet, it's just he means more to Nike than all every Nike guy there combined, right? If Nike had to pick one, will you drop every guy and keep Tiger, or drop Tiger and keep every guy? They would they even how long would it take Phil Knight to respond on the email? Five seconds. Yeah, whoever See, asked would get fired. You asked me yeah. that question. Yeah, tell tell Oakley uh, Rory's available again. So, yeah, it'd be over. Yeah, I uh, his uh, the other part I really. First of all, I saw his Charlie, his son. Like, he was having so much fun. Like, when they were walking 
after the hugs, they're walking through the tunnel of people. And everyone's reaching out, and Tiger has stopped high-fiving people, but he is smiling. And Charlie's just, like, bouncing along behind him, just, like, having the best time. And I just remember thinking, like, God, I, I'd forgotten how many days in a row I just wore basketball shorts and a Nike t-shirt. Like, that was my uniform for, like, ten years. And just a Nike pair of shoes? Yeah, just, like, <clears throat> ankles, just some socks. Maybe they don't match. But the Nike t-shirt was, I remember you got a Nike t-shirt as a kid. It was like, oh, I yes. And just the basketball shorts. You just went everywhere in that. Just everywhere. Uh, well, the cool, cool aspect, too, for Tiger, it's different when you have a boy than when the girl. Like, for his girl, for his daughter, I mean, it was. I, I can't even imagine how cool it was. But, I mean, the boy, it's just different. She's it's a little older, different. too, so it might be a little more complicated. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, is she fully happy with Tiger? Like, where's mom? Right. Yeah, there's just, it's just other elements involved. I've seen it with, you know, I know somebody who's got two kids, and the older one, it's just they're a little more aware of all of some of the family stuff that has happened, and it's, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to get into that with her. But the point is just, you're right. It's it's your boy, the fact that it was this little boy, and it was him and his dad, and I thought his quote afterwards was so great, right? Like, the first time it happened, I was hugging my father. I was the kid. And now I'm the father, and I'm hugging my kid. Like that's like we hear you see that a lot when a dad like you know Ken Griffey Senior hugs Ken Griffey Junior maybe or something like that. You see MLB had a tweeted out a picture yesterday. No, it was Tiger taking BP with Seattle Mariners in like '97 with a backwards hat. Oh really? With, right, right next that's to Griffey. Cool. But I, I, that's what's beautiful about golf, right? Is like him in another sport wouldn't get to have that moment. Like he'd be no. too old. He wouldn't come back. He. Be too slow. Whatever. I don't know. It's not. It's not possible in any other sport. It's just. It's over. Like Peyton Manning in like three years isn't going to come back and lead a team, right? It's over. That would be the equivalent, right? Yeah, he might Peyton try. Manning came back and won. He could, but. But that's not Brady, winning. Yeah, he'd have to win it thirteen years later. Yeah, that's why Brady's holding on for dear life. I mean, he's not holding on. He's just playing well. But. Yes. Yeah, to underrated aspect too is when they hug, they hug, they hug everyone, and then Tiger walks up kind of by himself with mm-hmm. Charlie right next to him. But then Charlie falls behind because you can yeah. tell Tiger's just way taller and walking right. faster. Right. And he kind of realizes that Charlie's behind him, and he puts out his hand for a backwards high five, and Charlie runs up and high fives him. Just to, I mean, that moment alone to me to Tiger, like he does not have to do it. I don't. I want him to keep kicking ass, but that was all worth it. Like the, my entire Tiger Woods sports watching experience. Like, that's why I watch. That's why this is the only thing I can do. Like, I, I love that moment more yesterday than everyone that loves Game of Thrones combined. That was sweet. Yeah, amen I mean, to was, that. There's, But you're you're talking to Game of Thrones that... I'm talking I, to two people who've watched... I don't know how many episodes you've watched. I've watched zero, so whatever I, many I've you watch... I've watched a good amount of the episodes, but I don't watch for the what everyone else watched for. I just watched for the nudity and the violence. And I'm not, I'm on my phone at the same time. I, I, I was tired last night at nine 30. I went to bed and it was on. I just, I don't care. So it was on TV at nine 30 last night. It's on at nine o'clock. So I guess I didn't know this. I knew that one time before I had streamed an HBO show early, but like HBO East doesn't do it for me. It's not in HD, but if you have the HBO go app, then yeah, you, you get it at six, the East coast times. Well, I, I get the same thing with Showtime. Like, I watched Billions, Billions yesterday at On 7 o'clock. Did they, yeah. Somebody told me that they posted their their show online early so that people could watch it before Game of Thrones. Maybe that's why, because I started watching at 6.30. But, 
But I, so I, I usually watch shows like that on my iPad and not on my television, which is fine for me. Just watch one show on the iPad and then basically go to bed on a Sunday night. Have both game have games on TV. Yeah, even I mean the games were shitty last night. I just turned it off. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.